Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, Supply Chain Insights, the podcast for your supply chain leader who is on the go and wants to be in the know. And now, your host, Laura Ciceri. My name is Laura Ciceri. I'm the founder of Supply Chain Insights, and we are interviewing technologists coming to the Supply Chain Insights Global Summit. We want to gain their insights on the future of Supply Chain 2030. Today, I am interviewing Ashok Aramilli, and he is the CEO of Atessa. Welcome to the show. Ashok, can you tell the group a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do? Sure. Uh, Thank you, Laura. Thank you for uh, this opportunity. Uh, So my name is uh, Ashok uh, Aramilli. My training is actually as an electrical engineer. Uh, I have a PhD in uh, electrical engineering from Yale. And uh, my career has been spent in applying various optimization technologies to solve uh, real-world problems. Uh, so I'm a, right now, I was a co-founder of Tessa, and I'm right now the CEO. And when we started the company, um, I think about 15 years ago, uh, we saw uh, an unfilled need in the space of planning and scheduling. And uh, so Optessa, what we do is we provide planning and scheduling solutions for manufacturing industries. And Ashok, there's more of a focus on discrete industries, right? You know, like automotive, uh, automotive parts suppliers. Is that fair? Um, okay. The, it just so happens, well, yes and no. Uh, our current supplier base, our customer base, is largely uh, discrete. But the scope of our solution is, is much more general than that. Uh, we uh, can also support process industries and, uh, in fact, even non-manufacturing applications. We have uh, customers uh, in those as well. But you're right in the sense that the majority of our deployments are in discrete manufacturing. And I personally believe that we have underfunded and undervalued uh, manufacturing scheduling and that whole finite space as we tie to customer service. Let's look forward to supply chain 2030. What do you think it takes to really be successful next decade? Right. So I I fully agree and share your sentiment that uh, the role of planning and scheduling uh, is not fully or widely understood or appreciated. And um, I, I do think that through planning and scheduling, you can unlock literally billions of dollars of uh, efficiencies and savings in, in the supply chain. And I also believe that uh, planning and scheduling is going to be a key enabler of uh, future uh, supply chain technologies, including you know, all the vision that people have for supply chain 2030, I don't think you can realize all those capabilities without appropriate planning and scheduling. You know, so many times people call me because they've got the issue of customer service, being able to tell customers when things are going to be available or, you know, really having good data for ATP. And I say to them, well, what are you doing in the area of planning and scheduling? And they'll say Excel spreadsheets. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't cut it. So, you know, tell us a little bit about what Optessa does and how you help to jumpstart those efforts. Right. So, uh, okay, just a little bit. I'll give you a broader perspective, and then I'll get to the specific issue that you raised, which is the customer uh, service. Um, so 
Planning a scheduling, of course, is a, is a very broad activity, and that is at, at various degrees involved in pretty much every human endeavor. You need to do some degree of planning and, and, and scheduling. Uh, particularly in manufacturing, you'll see that at least one perspective of manufacturing is that, and supply chain, is that it's a gigantic exercise in, in coordination. So while planning and scheduling is sometimes viewed as a niche or uh, in a small little piece of the overall puzzle, uh, it is a very key piece. Uh, it is what is actually does the synchronization of what is produced, where is produced uh, across the entire supply chain. And uh, <clears throat> planning and scheduling problems occur at various stages in, in, a, in a supply chain. For example, you could have, if you think in terms of timelines, right, you could uh, plan a year or two in advance of production. Uh, this is where you actually, you know, come up with longer term fiscal type planning. And then you can come down to nearer time scales like uh, the order of weeks or, or months where you do uh, more uh, detailed schedules that you share with your suppliers, give them a, a heads up on what's going on. And then you can come down to almost the time of production, you know, when you're a few seconds from production where you'll need to do, uh, again, planning and scheduling. And again, the scope of planning and scheduling is in a different dimension. It can be at the level of an enterprise, like a, a global enterprise. It can be at the level of a single factory or warehouse, and it can go all the way down to a single machine sitting in a corner somewhere. So this is a very broad space, but planning and scheduling problems occur over the entire space, and the nature of the problems is widely different over the entire space. But we at Optessa provide a solution for planning and scheduling problems wherever they occur in this entire wide space, whether you're a few years from production to a few seconds from production, whether you're planning at the level of an enterprise or planning at the level of a single machine sitting somewhere, uh, we have the, the, the capability to solve these problems. So that is the, the broader context. Now, the, in terms of use cases, there are literally dozens of very interesting use cases that I could talk about, but uh, specifically, I think you, you raised the issue of customer service. And uh, I think we're going to, uh, 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 you know, this whole issue of mass customization uh, which has been, of course, around for a few years. But uh, maybe in 2030, we're at a point where anyone can sit in their houses, in their bedroom or whatever, and access a website and conjure up the product uh, of their dreams, uh, like a car, and, 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 and you know, fill in the exact details of exactly what they're looking for, and uh, go to a website and then the system, the various supply chain management systems, uh, could actually in real time respond to that and say, hey, you can have that by this date. Or if you would like to compromise or if you'd like to change one or two of these things, you could have it tomorrow, for example. So uh, that is an example of uh, the kind of new customer services that we can enable. And I have a little demo for that I can show you how that might work in, in, in the future. But one thing that, uh, I don't know what your experience is, Laura, but what my, our customers have said, they'd rather have a later date that the manufacturer can meet guaranteed rather than an earlier date which the manufacturer cannot meet and then the date keeps slipping. And so a key part of this whole customer service experience is to come up with a reliable date that is feasible, and in fact, the customer can get what they want on that date. 
Yes. So um, I always say that it's better to be reliable than to be a hero and not be able to fulfill what your expectation is. Well, what makes up Tessa different? Maybe you could show us a demo so that people know how to have a conversation with you at the conference. Right. So what makes us different is, um, again, the opportunity that we saw when we started the company is that on one side you had these very complex real-world uh, planning and scheduling problems, uh, which by the very nature are computationally very difficult and very hard. And on the other side, we saw, we saw the tools that people are deploying to solve these problems, which are spreadsheets, as you mentioned, which are very, very limited. And the net result was that people were effectively coming up with these very simplistic solutions that did not represent real-world complexity and coming up with plans and schedules that were very suboptimal. What that means is that you're coming up with, with very inefficient plans and schedules. What makes us different is that we were able to apply apply the very latest in optimization technologies. So the state of the art has evolved tremendously in the last 50 years. But if I look at what people actually use, they're still stuck with stuff that you know has not really uh, you know advanced in, in 30, 40 years. So what we are doing is we are taking the very latest uh, breakthroughs in, in, in mathematical uh, and software in mathematical research and software and applying it to solve the real-world problems. So we can do two things. One is we can represent real-world complexity of production planning and scheduling. That means we can consider every business rule uh, that can impact things like delivery dates, for example. Secondly, not only can we represent the real-world complexity, we can actually solve these problems through advanced algorithms. So the combination of these two means that you don't have to settle for a spreadsheet solution, which is a very inaccurate and approximate uh, view of what is actually happening. You can actually do real, take into account all the factors that might influence something like a delivery date and come up with a very reliable estimate, for example, of when something can be done. And uh, so I think that sets us apart, which is the power of our system uh, lies in the use of the latest uh, technologies to uh, come up with buildable plans and schedules. Um, I, like and, to and tell clients, the, I like to tell clients it's all about the math, right, and the depth of the math and the understanding of the problem. And so many times people think that, you know, this is simple stuff, but, you know, factories have gotten very complex and, you know, we've absolutely. got a lot of data in factories that we don't use. So, is there right. anything you want to show the group about what you do? Um, yeah, I just wanted to show you a couple of use cases that kind of gives you uh, the, you know, shows you the benefits of uh, what we do. Uh, let me, uh, I, I can you, okay, I'm going to share my screen. Uh, and I don't know, let me know if you can. I can. Uh, so I see OTP, Order to Promise, which is such an important That's capability. <laughs> Absolutely. So, the, in fact, the, the two cases. So, put yourself in the position of a, a manufacturer making an end product, and there are two directions, right? One is they're facing their customers, uh, and the other direction they're facing the suppliers. And I just want to tell two case use cases where, in both directions, you know, uh, the stuff that we do can yield tremendous benefits. So, this is actually the first problem I'm going to talk about is order to promise. This is from an actual 
um, application that one of our customers is is, is doing. And uh, again, you know, this is looks at a situation where, in fact, it is doable today, where uh, a customer can can uh, configure the car of their dreams, and in real time uh, get a response from uh, the system that tells them when they can expect that particular custom car. And not only that, we can come up with a date that's very reliable. And behind the scenes, what's happening is that the customer types in or enters the, 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 the configuration that they want. And at first level, there are these uh, like auto-fulfillment programs, like an SAP type system that can actually look at uh, dealer lots, for example, and see if there's a match. If, for example, there is a match in some dealer, they can come back and say, hey, you know, this car is available on such a day from this dealer. But what if that is not available in any of the dealer lots, right? Then what the system does is makes a call to our uh, system, and we are in the, in the background. What we do is we get this request, and in real time, what we can do is we can actually do one of two things. We can either find a match or a set of matches to what the customer is looking for and come back with a set of dates which says, hey, if you want uh, this car exact configuration that you want, uh, it will be available to you in four weeks. But if you're willing to do, let's say, <clears throat> it lacks the condition on air conditioning or the trim level, you can get it tomorrow, for example. And that's the kind of response we can do. So what we do in the background is we have the plans and schedules. So this is what this is showing you. At any given time, um, this is what the manufacturing pipeline looks like, uh, that the first four days are already filled up. The, the, you know, these cars are already on, on the assembly line. And uh, then you can have, um, you know, a, a later week where, the, you know, again, everything has been planned, but it's not yet gone into production. And then further down, you can have, uh, you won't have detailed schedules, but you at least know what you're building in a given week, for example, or in a given day. And you may have a mix of actual and forecast orders. So what we do in, in, in real time is to either match what the customer is looking for in the entire pipeline and try to find the earliest uh, match that is also meets the user uh, expectation. Or what we can do, secondly, is to actually do on-the-fly rescheduling where, for example, we can bump a forecast order and come up with, with a promise date. And because this is the actual production sequence and schedule that the factory would be following, we can guarantee, in fact, that, uh, you know, the whatever date we give the customer uh, is, is achievable, feasible, and, in fact, will be adhered to. And, and this, as I said, this is actually a, a system that we've uh, delivered to a customer. And um, so... You know, so as you can see the, the competitive advantage in, in, in a capability like this. And uh, so certainly this is something that you'd be widespread in supply chain, you know, 2030. But what I'm saying is many of these things are already available uh, today. And actually I had a little bit of a demo, demo uh, for this. Uh, now one thing to remember is that what we do is a back-end uh, system. So again, Laura, can you see my uh, the screen? With, the, with a little bit of uh, windows, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what really happens is that there will be a front-end system that the customer would access through their their browser, 
And what we do is provide uh, APIs that, uh, let's say, in a system like SAP would 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 uh, make, and we provide the, the the information, the background. So what I'm showing you is is a simplified UI. This is not what actually user will will, will see, but this just to give an, a, a, illustrate the functionality. So at this point, we actually have the entire production pipeline. We have the detailed sequence. We also have the plan stretching out to maybe 13 weeks or six months, depending on the manufacturer. And imagine that the customer enters some configuration that is sent to us. At this point, I'm not going to sit and you know, list the entire configuration. But what I can do is uh, there's some pre-packaged configuration, which I've just referred to by some numbers. And I can say, find the best offer. And you can see how quickly our system came back with a set of matches which says that if you want, for example, we can give you everything that you want. Now, these are all the features that the user listed, everything from a vehicle line, a transmission, an engine, et cetera, and we can get it to you in, in week three. Uh, if you want to get it in week one, uh, then you had a compromise on the air conditioning. If you want a different kind of air conditioning system, we can get it to you um, the very next week. Right? So this is actually looking at the execution sequence that the plant is, is going to adhere to. So this way you're going to come up with an, 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 um, a, a, the promise state that is reliable and that will be adhered to. And the customer can make a choice of whether to compromise or get something right away. And uh, <clears throat> so this kind of illustrates how quickly the, you know, the system responds. If, again, this is really up to the manufacturer, they can either choose to find matches or they can actually choose to slot in the order exactly as is. And uh, so in this case, what the system does is make sure that when they slot in this particular order, that's still buildable. And that is shown by uh, a, a table that shows that no constraints are being broken. So again, it's, it's, it's doing that. And again, you can see how quickly this came up with. A penalty, of, again, this is something that would not make sense to an end user, but this is what a, a system would look at and say, hey, I can get an exact match of this in, in week one. And the penalty of zero really means that I'm not really impacting anything else. And this is very buildable. So in, in both cases, uh, you know, we're kind of improving the customer experience just through uh, improved production planning and scheduling. Um, so does that make, does it seem um, That's a great overview, and I look forward to seeing you at the summit, and hopefully you can have a lot of great conversations about how you can tie manufacturing and scheduling, you know, excellence into supply chain 2030. All the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're looking forward to that. And, again, uh, I think we are very excited by, of course, your, your conference, but also we're looking forward to the future uh, when you talk about supply chain 2030, and we see enormous opportunities for systems and tools like ours to come up with not only unlock huge efficiencies in the entire supply chain, but also enable very innovative uh, services that enhances customer value and experience across the board. Well, let's we'll do that together. Thank you very much. Bye now.